A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. You are now listening to the Molten Fantasy Sports Podcast. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whatever time you are listening to us. This is the Molten Fantasy Podcast, and I am your host, Rob Kennedy, and coach of the delicious raviolis. Now, it's important to subscribe. Click subscribe. We've been inundated with people who are watching. This is your moment right now. Click subscribe. You do not want to miss any of our episodes, especially these next three, because we are going to be doing our AFL Super Coach team reveals. Now, I can't do this by myself. I'm sitting here with my two fantastic co-hosts. I'll shout out to you first. Mickey Dow, how are you, my friend? girls, children of all ages. I am the owner, the manager of the 2023 version of Mixed Pigs. And tonight, today, whatever time you're listening, you are going to get a bit of an insight as to the way that I've structured my team this year. How are we, boys? That's a- absolutely fantastic. That's right. We are talking about Mixed Pigs today, but we are joined by our friend. He's been father of the year, husband of the year. He's been doing a lot of things, which has accidentally made him not be able to do a couple of the podcasts. But it's so much better with you in the room. Justin Herbie, how are we? Very, very well, boys. Sorry I haven't been in as of late. Uh, I feel like a bit of a slacker, but I have been a good family man. So, you know, family does come first. But I've got, I've just got something to get off my chest. <clears throat> oh, just got, got a bit of uh, reflux. Kanga, kanga, kanga. Roo, roo, roo. Clarko's dynasty has begun, and we're here to chat. With you, you, you. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. For anybody who's listening along, if this isn't your first time, you know what that's all about. That means Justin is in the house. For anyone who this is your first time, welcome to the podcast. We like to have a bit of laugh. We like to have a bit of banter. But we do like to get down to the serious stuff, and we are getting to the pointy point of the season, which is the season is nearly upon us. I must start with a bit of banter, though, before we do a team reveal. You talk about Clarko and his dynasty. Surely you've seen the footage yeah, of him have. that he can't stop bleeding the brown and gold. You'll be okay. Uh, you know what? I forgive him. He's the God. He's the Messiah. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. He, he can – I shouldn't say he can do anything, but, you know, he can he can do a lot wrong by my book and still be okay. So he's uh, he's going to lead us to, to top eight this year. I've already called it. And then uh, 
yeah, top four premierships. It's it for any of you Roo fans listening because there's millions of us out there. Um, this is the beginning. <laughs> this is just the beginning. Oh. Uh, if you're counting the cats and dogs, I still don't reckon you get to a million. But anyways, we push on. We soldier through. Uh, that's two outrageous comments, by the way. Justin, I don't know. I'm sure you've listened along to our podcast. Mick Dell yeah, quoted that West Coast are finishing in the top eight. We've got Justin now saying the Kangas oh, are going to finish in the top eight. My bank account and my um, you know, my bets, my bolter bets, are going to be actually going through the roof if you guys well, keep you, these statements up. You should up. be wearing your Bulls Caruso jersey. Uh, <laughs> yeah, nice well, we have talked about that. Ab- absolutely. Anyways, we are going to try some different technology for those listening to us on Spotify and all those things. Unfortunately, you won't be able to see it. But to anybody watching us on YouTube, we are going to pop up Mickey Dell's Mixed Pigs teams. So I'm going to share his screen, and we're going to allow Mickey Dell to dive in. He's going to start to go through his lines for us, and then uh, me and Justin get to critique, which is the nice, fun, and easy part. So... Let's have a little look here, and I'm going to throw straight over to you, Mickey Dell. Cool. So, as you may have heard, ladies and gentlemen, um, we've been going a bit in-depth as to uh, who we believe this year, who are good pods, who are locks, who are people to stay away from. And um, with my back line here, I've gone a little bit lighter uh, for the people that are watching on YouTube. So, um, if you can remember back to the first episode, I've had Tommy Stewart in since day one. Just a good key back, smart footballer, plays plays off his man a little bit, gets those intercept touches. Uh, we've got Nick Dacos at D2, uh, having a ripping pre-season at the moment. You watch highlights of him running through the midfield, drilling goals from 60 on the run. Uh, him alongside Tommy Mitchell, who we'll get to later. I think uh, they're the one and two punch out of the guts for Collingwood this year with Pendlebury going to a back flag. At D3... I've got Elliot Yo at West Coast started the mid in the midfield, inside mid with the West Coast Eagles in their practice matches and has been best on for them. I think he's a no-brainer. We've said that right from the start. At D4, I've got Jack Bowes. Now, we're not going to reveal who our insiders are as to the uh, places that we're getting the information from, but with Jack, I have very strong word that he's been training with the midfield group and will line up in the midfield for their practice matches, and he's almost a lock for round one. So he's in my team. Uh, D5, I've got Nick Caulfield, St Kilda, only at 208,000 as a rebounding defender. He's not going to score you, you know, your hundreds each week, but at 208,000, I'd expect to get a couple of hundred thousand profit out of him to move on from there. And then we've got the rookies, Gimby, who's also been alongside Yo playing in the midfield, getting good stats. People over in the West are raving about him. <clears throat> Darcy Wilmot, starting on the bench for the Brisbane Lions. Uh, sorry, on the bench for my team, um, playing as a wingman with Brisbane and impressed in their practice match in their A-grade side on the weekend. And as we know, he played three games towards the back end of last year and scored around the average 75-ish for those three games, including finals. So... When you're doing that in the pressure cooker that is finals, he's got a taste. He knows what he needs to do. He's got to be there. And at D8 at the moment, I've got Charlie Constable. So with the news coming out throughout the week of Jack Lacocious going back uh, to the forward line, sorry, and Charlie Constable training with the backs and they're raving about his ball use and he's almost six foot five. Like he's a lot bigger than what I thought he was. Uh, he could be a real asset down there for them, especially with I think it's Powell that's out at the moment as well. 
So I think in in regards to depth and some money making there, uh, that's my backline, lads. Start with you, Herbie. What's your what's your thoughts on that, mate? Yeah, I quite like it. Uh, the only the only couple of question marks that I have on it um, is <clears throat> I just feel like Charlie Constable. I feel like he's had a million chances in the system, and he didn't get a game last year with the Gold Coast. I don't think he got one game. Um, so I really think that if he was going to shine, he would have done it by now. I could be wrong. Um, and I also will reveal that, like, I've got Ben Long in my team. They've recruited him to play that halfback role as well. So it's just going to be interesting to see. He gets touted every single offseason that he's doing great things, he's killing it in the VFL, so on and so forth. Um, but we're just yet to see it in the AFL system. So... Um, I think it's a good value pick, but I, I just um, it's a bit of a stay away for me. Um, with the rest, yeah, I quite I quite like most of them. Um, that's probably my biggest question mark is Constable. Yeah, for me, uh, and, and Mick, you and I have talked about it. We've got we've got a lot of similarities. I think a bit in our team. We've talked a lot, but there's there's a few risk takers in there. Uh-huh. I can see what you've done, and there's a lot of talk out there from from players and and different coaches out there who are doing. There's so many offers when it comes to mid price maniacs or quality rookies in the back line that people are taking that sort of price there and stacking the midfield at the moment. So I can sort of see what exactly what you're doing. Talk me through Caulfield. Um, he's definitely rised in the number of percentage of ownership and things like that, sitting at the price he was. I know you talked about him harped on him a little bit there. You know, he did have a full season. His price is low because he didn't play last year. He had a full season the year before. That's right. He had a great 117 to finish that year. There wasn't much else in there. He actually dropped from 425 down to something in the in the mid threes or low in that season. So is this a is this a quick in, quick out, or what are you sort of expecting from him? So I, I like that you brought that up. So like he was hovering at around 425, 430,000 as like it was averaging about 85 to 90, I think it was. Um, that's still going to make me 250000 here if I sell him on. So with Ben Long going, um, it's supposedly between Caulfield and is it Nisaiah Malera Wanganin, I think his surname yeah, is at St. Yeah. Kilda, yep. um, and Hunter Clark. So they're the three that they're looking at to be able to run the ball out of defence. Nick Caulfield's got the runs on the board when it comes to doing it. Just unfortunately, last year went down with injury. So with the preseason that he's had and the hype that you hear and what they want to do with him, and back under Rossi Lyon, we know Ross likes to stack the back line and get some run and drive off his half-back uh, half line. Sorry. So, yeah, for me, I think it's, it's quite a nice pick there, especially at that price. And for the viewers that were able to see the team that popped up, um, you can see that I haven't spent a lot on my back line. But yet I've potentially got six to seven players, potentially all late, that could be playing midfield at some stage. Yeah, no, beautiful. Yeah, no, so Caulfield, Caulfield averaged, the year that he did play the full season, Caulfield averaged 63.2. He did drop by 93.8K. But again, as you said, at that price, he, he's still going to rise. So I guess you've got him to, to see where he sits in round one and what role he's going to play. So looks good. We soldier on. We share the screen, and we'll we'll open up the midfielders now, and uh, talk us through the midfielders. 
Beauty. So to start off with, Clayton Oliver. So we've spoken about him before. I think he's a big chance to go over 700 this year. And um, as, as the viewers on YouTube can see, and for those that are listening on Spotify, Apple Store and, and what have you, audio books as well, as we've found out recently, um, you've got to have keepers in right from the start. So these are the players that, regardless of how much money they might lose, they're, they're sticking with you for the year. For me, Oliver's that lock. 699, I believe he might go over 700. He might drop back down a little bit. But for the way that he plays, he's always there and thereabouts with going large or that consistent 100, 120 anyway. <clears throat> Next, I've got at M2, Jack Steele. Uh, a little bit injury riddled last year. Dropped a fair bit in price before uh, getting back up just over 600,000 before the end of the year. Uh, this is the, the Ross Lyon player, isn't it? Just tough inside, loves it, um, scores well. He's the spiritual leader of the club. Um, and not just that, he does score well. So he's another one of my locks. Uh, my M3, Tommy Green. Uh, who do you shout out to? Dua Lipa, I love you. Did you boys see that? I did see that. Yeah. He did that very well, actually. It's not a bad shout, just quietly. If, not a bad shout. If you're listening in, Tommy, I'd love to hear whether uh, you got across the line and you got a hello from her. So, um, I thought if you were going to say, if you're listening in Dua, like, what's up? Yeah. Give us, give us a hello. Call me maybe. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, Tommy Green, we know he's an inside bull. Um, gets the ball out, um, tackles well. Uh, we keep hearing lots about this new game plan that the GWS are bringing in, which may uh, be beneficial for him. So uh, at 534, I think he could be the next Clayton Oliver. Um, my next Smokey that I've bought in, as you can see there at M4, Chad Warner. So last year, just to give the viewers um, a bit of an understanding, Sydney were absolutely pumped in the grand final. What, they lose by 80, 90 points? but yet he still yep. scored 133 in the grand final. So for him to be doing that in a losing side and the way that he built throughout the year last year, I think he's primed for a huge one. And Tommy Papley has only come out in the papers today saying that a few of the guys in their midfield group have gotten noticeably bigger and pointed out that Chad Warner's had a ripper preseason and thinks that this is the year that he takes the next level and is alongside Callum Mills. So... To be hearing that for from a team that doesn't necessarily speak a lot about how they're going in the preseason, that pricked my ears up, and, yep, he's in for me. Uh, Tommy Mitchell, he's the pig. Gets your points flat out. Mixed pigs, got to have him in. Um, just scores with these, doesn't he? He does it just so easily. Um, him alongside Nick Dacos, I think they'll be the two big point scorers for Collingwood this year, and I expect Collingwood to challenge again this year. Uh, Jacob Hopper, we've spoken about him previously at M6. Um, regardless of whether I keep him or not, I still think he'll, aver he'll average his 100, get, get me to around 500 to 550,000. And then if I decide to move him on for a, another premium mid, then I do. But let's see how he scores to start off with. And then we go the rookies. So Will Ashcroft, just domination. Uh, this is one of the better number one picks in the last 10 years. Um, uses the ball well, finds it with ease, runs both ways. Uh, they're raving about him from everything I see. So uh, I doubt he'll be a keeper, given that they've got the Dunkleys, the Neils, you know, these sorts of players at the Brisbane Lions. But 
this is where we're talking about people or players making us that generating that decent cash for us. At M6, Will Phillips, one of your boys, Herbie. Uh, I'm not sure whether this bloke will be able to uh, lift a 7-Eleven, but um, he's, he's put on some size, hasn't he? Like, you look at him in the papers and he just looks ripped. Yeah, he's – I don't know what they're feeding the boys down at uh, Arden Street, but they're all looking massive. Tommy Powell could probably lift a 7-Eleven for about three seconds, not, not LDU-like. <laughs> um, but Tommy Powell is looking massive. He's looking absolutely yeah. massive. Looking like a prime Ben Cousins. <laughs> yeah, look how that turned out. So <laughs> I'll take it. I'll take it, Tommy. I'll you want to give me that? So as we can see for our viewers on my bench, um, Joey Richards uh, from Collingwood, 117K from Wangaratta, mature age. Um, played well up there in that league. Um, he's moved down to Collingwood, played in their back line and was a standout from all reports over the weekend, and is likely to play in round one. Campbell Chesser, uh, there's the little red mark next to his name. He does have a little bit of an ankle injury, but did play on the weekend. And from, was it Shannon Hearn and Luke Shuey, they've both said that he played quite well for two quarters on the wing. Is that right, Robbie? You'd know more about that? Yeah, no, they've said good things. It's always yeah. nice, and that's coming, that's coming from two pretty good sources there. Yeah, and then uh, to finish that off, uh, lads, I've got Oscar Baker. So from Melbourne into the Western Bulldogs engine room, uh, they're playing him on a wing. Uh, I watched a bit of footage a couple of days ago where they've marked him up at training, and, and they absolutely love him. They um, some good footage, wasn't it? Yeah. It always it did it definitely perked my ears up to see that because I think if someone's getting mic'd up, they're feeling pretty relaxed where they are as well. Spot which on. is and, he taking Lockie Hunter's wing? Is that kind of the? Uh, is yeah. that your take? From what we've heard, yes, that's that's exactly what's going to happen. And um, I'll put it to you, boys. You don't mic up a player if they're not in with a chance of playing or being a solid contributor to your side. Yeah. No, 100%. I agree. 100%. 100%. Yeah. Definitely, as I said, definitely perked my ears up when I saw he was the uh, the mic'd up player. He yeah. had a good banter too. I enjoyed it, actually. So there it is, boys. Mixed Pigs midfield. As we can see, I've gone quite heavy in regards to money spent. Um, not many over-the-top premium, premium midfielders, but I believe when we're talking about Steele, Warner, Mitchell, Green, by the end of the year, if five of them turn out to be uber premiums, then I'll be absolutely stoked. Yeah, I like it. I like the team. Um, The only question mark that I had, because I had you down with Bont uh, in that M4 position, so... um, but just looking at it, I mean, you are saving about 100K going to Chad Warner. Um, so what are your thoughts on Warner, just his development? Um, do you think he could hit that? Do you think he, he'll hit the mark that LDU will hit this year and get to 700K? Is that That's what I'm asking you. Jeez, I don't know about 700K, but I think that when we're talking about a Sydney Swan side, and you've got to remember, good sides in the AFL in regards to win-losses always have good point-scoring players. Sydney have been perennially really good when it comes to the back end of the year, playing finals, and not just playing finals, going deep into the finals. So when we're talking about players like Kennedy, who's now retired, 
Um, and when he went away or finished up last year after he did his hammy, Warner went straight into that void. And I'd have to look back up my stats, but I believe he averaged well over 100 after that point in time. So when you're talking about Warner, when you're talking about Mills, when you're talking about uh, Goulden, uh, Rowbottom, they've got a really good team there. Um, and I, I believe he's going to be the inside ball that gets it done there at Sydney. I also want to ask one more question. Um, there's a lot of Oliver love, right? And I don't have Oliver in my team at the moment. It's not much love for Laird, um, but they're really, really big prices. Um, you boys don't see, like, value in, in not picking them and waiting till they drop a little bit? Because I see a McRae at 6.30, and I think he can give me pretty much everything that Oliver can give me, the 70K less. That's a, that's a good question, mate. Um, long story short, no. Like, you've got to have these players and lock them into your side. Um, a few podcasts back, I brought up a a bit of a stat where the back end of last year, uh, McRae only averaged 90, 95, 96 the last five games of last year. Um, whether that continues, I'm not sure. But when we're talking about a price of six hundred and thirty to six hundred and forty thousand, when your last five games that you've played, you've only averaged mid nineties, that's too much for me. That's too much of a risk. Yeah, for me, for me, um, you can't just pick players that are just going to increase in value. If, mm-hmm. if you just, you've got to put the scores on the board as well. You've got to have that confidence of who you're picking as your VC, and then that captaincy pickup. If you if you stuff that captaincy pickup early, you can nearly kiss your season goodbye. Yeah. So having that, having that, having those players that you know that you're going to score. So to me, the only concern I have here is I think you're going to have a mini hernia worrying what these sort of four in the middle there are going to do because you need them to score. Like yep. you're, we know Jack Steele. Jack Steele's been that lock that we've talked about that's a must-have in people's sides, but it's a must-have based on the price that he has. And, yeah, okay, cool. If he averages us the 110, we'll take that, you know, and that's pretty solid for your mid too. But Tom Green, Chad Warner, Tom Mitchell in a role that we're not quite sure exactly what he's going to do. You've got to think he's going to be an inside mid, but there's a lot going on at that team. And Hopper, I just – you look at Chad Warner's, and he's probably the perfect example, and I sort of just quickly brought up the stat that you said sort of when Kennedy went down. Yep. You know, after the after the buy round, so let's just go from there. Buy round yep. was round 13. He went 59-79. Then he goes 155, 108, 148, 110. Then he drops to 69, 104 against North Melbourne, 87 and 77 to finish off. It's that they're those – and this is those maniacs that we talk about, which is – Man, we know they can score. And, and look, you pick him because he's got potential to score, and I think he could break big, so I don't mind it. My worry is you've got too many of them. That's mm-hmm. my concern. That's my concern. And, mate, you've got bigger Kanakas than I do, and this yeah. is the kind of midfield that could really go the distance. But I'm concerned that you've got – if you get four of them just that have that 67 round, that really stuffs you up and puts you behind the pack. It does, yeah. Got to have the nuts to go large this year, boys. So. I like yeah, it. No, I like okay. it. I, I think that Chad Warner pick is really, really good. I, I, I rate that just with an LDU pick in that uh, that middle bracket where he could just explode and, and really go top five or top ten. I totally agree. But anyone who's watching on YouTube right now can see the 138,800 that's sitting uh-huh. up in that top left corner now. We're going to get to why that's sitting there. But what would give me a bit more confidence is you go – 
out of Green Warner Mitchell, all right, I'm keeping two and I'm upgrading one to somebody who gives me that bit more confidence that I've got three premium mids who I feel very confident are going to get me over 100 a week. That's, uh-huh. that, would be, that would be my play. But That's why we've still got some money in the bank there, lads. All right. Yeah. Let's uh, let soldier on. I'm going to go back to our little window that we have open, and I'm going to move into your rucks. We'll go through these ones a little bit quicker. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Hopefully everyone can see that. Guys, let's uh let's go. Yep. Talk to us. Talk to us about your rucks, because I know you're. I, I've just done a little scroll there, and I know you're extremely proud about this. Oh, I love it. For the, for the people that have been listening to us since day one, I have been banging on about Bring Tickle being a potential breakout this year, and I copped a bit of shit through the text messages and that going, "Who is this guy? What what's going on here? He plays one practice match, and the world changes." He's the number one ruck. He dominated, blah, blah, blah. He's almost a lock for round one. It, boys, I genuinely believe when it comes to Sam Hayes, Scott Lysett, who's injury prone, Finn Lason, who they're going to want to play forward more, he's going to be their number one ruck at Port Adelaide. He's athletic. He's put on a bit of size. By no means will he stay there for the year, but he's got potential to make me 300 to 400,000 on Probably not 400,000. We'll say 300,000. Boom shakalaka! Absolutely. Love that. So, yeah, at R2, I've got Bryn Tickle, the son of Tez. And then at R1, we've got Rowan Marshall. So we brought up the stats about Rowan uh, in our Rucks pod, where without Paddy Ryder, he averages 20 to 25 points more per game. So at 506,000 when he's as good around the ball as what he is, back behind the play, taking those intercept touches. And when he goes forward, he can kick goals. So for me, he was one of the first locked in. And then I've got Nick Madden. Rob, you've touched on it in previous episodes. Uh, He's that classic loophole. I was tossing and turning whether I wanted to do it this year, but it's just too valuable not to have it there. So at 102,000, He's got the injury sign next to him. GWS play a lot of Sunday games. He's there. He'll be on the ground. You know, I'll put the emergency sign or the emergency tab on one of the other rucks. And, um, yeah, we'll try and get the best score I can out of the rucks. So they're my three, boys. I just want to say one thing, Mick. If I ever need a spy, 
I'm going to hire you because you've been at Alberton Oval, I think, at least, I don't know, at least 10 times in the past, like, 15 weeks because you knew so much about this guy that we had no clue about. And I'm actually upset at you because you haven't actually given me any information on Jason Horn Francis. You've given me nothing, but you've been there every single week. So I don't know what's going on with you. You're not disclosing information to me. You're just doing your little thing by yourself. And But, but mate, you need to share a little bit more info, please. Um, I, like I know that I feel like he's not a good player. I'll give you something about Jason Horn Francis. He didn't get a lot of love at the Kangaroos last year, so he thinks. I think Port Adelaide are going overboard with the love that they're showing him this year to try and um, credit him back what he deserves. I don't think he's going to go as large as what people are saying this year. I don't think he's going in anywhere near it. He's he's going to be. I just think, in the- I, just think I just think he's a, I just think he's a solid player. Let's not let's not dive in a you know, Horn Francis. We we're talking about him too much. Mate, again, Kanaka's a huge here. I reckon you've had some solo one on one sessions with Bryn's dad. Um that's for damn sure. Um but um yeah, look, I love that you're playing the loophole role. I think that makes sense. Rowan Marshall is an absolute lock in my opinion. I think anyone who doesn't have him and we'll uh we move to Justin's team in the next podcast and I have a vibe <laughs> that he doesn't. Anyone who doesn't have Rowan Marshall, I think it's very, very gutsy play. But, um, yeah, solid choice. Solid choice. And, and I can see the cash factor there. And, and we'll talk about the, the tickle and, and Madden effect and, and how else you could play those roles in our upcoming podcast. But we move on to your forwards, which now reveals your whole team as well. Go for it. Cool. So at... F1, I've got Josh Dunkley, um, the most popular pick in Supercoach so far this year. Goes without saying. Scores well. Um, inside bull. And I was like, why are you so obsessed with me? I am obsessed with him, yes. <laughs> and for uh, one of my mates that's listening in, Dave Waddell, local sale bloke, congratulations, mate, on the, uh, on the pregnancy. Very excited for you, brother. Um, we did play together with Josh at Sale, and he was a superstar back then as a 16-year-old. Um, yeah, you've got to have him in, just a ripper bloke. Um, Connor Rosie, F2. Uh, again, rave reviews, going through the midfield. He's their Rolls-Royce now. You know, you've got Ollie Wines that's going to do everything in and under. Um, this guy, yeah, he'll do a little bit, but real flashy on the outside. Nice polish, scores well. Um, yeah, he's in for me. I know people are a bit off him, but, yeah, he's, he's as good as done for me. Uh, F3, I've got your boy, Robbie, Timmy Taranto. About time. Yeah, I, About had, time. I had to bring him in. Like, you just you listen and you listen and you read. And as you boys know, I like to do my research and stats and everything. But when he gets as much of the ball as he does, he only needs to clean up his possession count or possession usage by 5 to 10%, and he's going to be scoring 120s, 125s with ease. And as a forward line player, you know, with Rosie and Dunkley, that's that's top three material right there. So for those of you watching on YouTube and for the ones that are listening in on Spotify, Apple Music, or wherever it is, whichever platform you're listening in on, yeah, I'm using a bit of money in my forward line here too, but I think it's money well spent. 
F4. Another one of your boys, uh, Mr. Herbert, Benny Cunnington. Uh, tell me about his practice match the other day, mate. Like, I know the stats, but I want to know whether you've heard it. Yeah, he did well. Uh, kicked three goals. Uh, he was up forward for quite, like, I've been calling for him to go forward for years. I just reckon he's a one-on-one, like, just gun, right? So, yeah, he did He did well, but he spent a lot of the time forward. So, um, I think it was like a 60-40 split or something like yeah, that. Yeah, like, 60 midfield, 40 forward, yeah, 26 yeah, touches, yeah. nine clearances, seven tackles, three goals. Well, there you go. There you go. I always call it massive. Sometimes they say huge. <laughs> that's huge. I that's always call it massive. That's just coming back. Sometimes that's, they say huge. That's so good. I'm I'm a I'm a big fan of that. Yeah. That's, that's and I reckon they're just doing the sixty forty. He's gonna play in the midfield. He has to. Yep. That's, that's where they need him to For be. Sure. Yep. Uh at F five lads, I've got to pack up on um go with my knackers here and Marcus Winhager. Um I'm still calling it. I still believe that this bloke is going to average more than Dusty Martin this year. He, um, we saw with the disposal numbers and the jobs that he did towards the back end of last year um, and with the preseason he's had, his training with the midfield group, he looks fit. He's been winning time trials down there at St Kilda. He's primed for a huge year. So as a midfield player, uh, he's in my forward line. And then... The last three, Toby McLean, we know he scored well in the past, coming back from an ACL. Uh, he scored well at the back end of last year. I think he got an almost 100 or something. Um, so, yeah, at 178, if he's going to pump out 90s to 100s, that's that's bulk coin to be made, ladies and gentlemen. Um, on my bench, I've got Drury as my um, really cheap rover uh, at 102,000. I don't think you can go wrong. You'd know more about him, Justin, but apparently he's actually firming for a round one debut. Is that right? Yeah, I've heard things about him. Uh, I think that it was interesting with another player that they put down back off half back for the first half, Sheasel. Um, so it'll it'll be interesting to see who who gets that spot because I would actually love to see Sheasel down there just because he's got a little bit more class. But apparently Drury. Um, he's an ultimate professional, ex-captain of Caulfield, um, and just like a real tough nut who uses the ball well. So he also adds a little bit of something that we don't have because our back line's just been been shocking. So I would not be surprised if I saw both of them start their round one. If we know anything about Clarko, though, Clarko rotates everybody on the field all the time to keep every other team on their toes. You know, your Burgoyne types that can one minute be half forward and then they're half back and then all of a sudden they're in their midfield. Sirioli went into the midfield. Luke Hodge is down in back pocket and then he's in the forward pocket. People, he he does the throw around to really throw people off in their structures because mate, everything I'm hearing about Sheasel, Sheasel's just meant to be all class in that forward line. He's meant to be a natural born forward. But obviously, Clarko's just getting them ready, have that ability to switch them around. If he goes down and back and just can do a bit of a job. So, I wouldn't be thrown off for anyone who's sort of looking at where they're playing in those practice matches. Be, be prepared. They're all going to move around the ground because that's just how Clarko operates. He's going to shift people everywhere. That's right. Well, Drury is a small forward. So he, he is a small forward. Yeah. So he kicked, okay. he kicked bags okay. last year, right? 
Um, so that's what he's coming as, a small forward. And um, literally the first day that he got to the club, they said you're going down back. So you can lock him down back. Um, he's been told and he's done interviews that he's said he's going to be that, you know, that focal point down back when he gets the chance. And that's why, and that's why I kind of like him over Sheasel. I kind of, if I, I kind of prefer my players to be down back, getting the footy. Yeah. No offense, I don't see North Melbourne finishing the top eight. I think the footy will be down there a little bit, but that's not having a dig. That's just saying facts, in my opinion. Um, that's an interesting sentence. Facts, in my opinion, but anyway, um, yeah. <laughs> it's facts in my head. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I love a player that goes down back and can get the footy and then be efficient as they come out, get those rebounds outside fifty. So. Mate, I think this forward line, I think something we're going to see a lot, I think we're going to see a lot of similar forward lines, I think as in just across the board. As we talked about, four of the most owned players of like forwards, the Dunkley, Rosie, Taranto, Canelio, I think they're in kind of like the top 10 owned players right now. Um, Cunnington's starting to really rise up. Since you've mentioned Winhager, I'm going to put it straight on you, mate. You're the reason he's risen up in the in the percentages as well. McLean, I think, is definitely one of the most owned players as well in the competition. So make sure you spend your money in this forward line because I don't think there's too much else to wave at. And if anyone goes back and has a listen to our PODs for the forwards, there really weren't many that we could pull out other than your Winhager, which started to now rise to the point that he's nearly pushing out of the POD 8 percentile mm-hmm. that we uh, that we talked about. So, mate, I've got no issue with this forward line. I've got one more for me, it's the Rosie versus Rosie versus Canelio is the is the interesting yeah, battle. That's what I was going to say I've, too. I've got one more for you, lads. As you can see, just sitting on the bench there is Filippo. So last year. I'm going to run through his scores in the sample under-18s, okay? 141, 144, 147, 156, 157, 166, 175, 178, 180, 215, 261. They were his super coach scores last year, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11 out of the 17 games he played. Wait, the one thing everybody has said about this bloke is that he knows how to score and he knows how to score quickly. So the other thing that people are saying is don't be fearful if he even sort of plays that sub sort of role a bit to just start with. Just take it for what it is because even if he gets given a short dosage of footy, he'll get on and get you the 30 or 40 to start with, which is enough at his price. So, uh-huh. yeah, that, that that's huge numbers. I, I was really off him at the start. I, I'm not going to lie. Um, I, I watched the drafts. He's a big point of difference. Um, so he's really highly touted, and he's got really, really good size and skill. I just thought he'd take a few years to develop. Like his game would take a few years to develop. To he's a really, really skinny kid, and I think that with his body and frame, I wanted, I wanted to see him kind of fill out a little bit more, like a Crips or something like that. Um, so I was expecting him to fall off. Um, and then I heard Ross Lyon speak last week saying he's the best, um, prospect he's ever seen. And then all my words just went out the door and I had to just, yeah, I had to, had to get him in my team, to be honest. (laughs) And we talked about Ross. We talked about Ross and how he sort of picks his 25. Look, I really hope uh, uh, Ross is probably one of the most articulate 
people I've ever listened to. I think he's highly educated, knows exactly what he's doing. And to that credit, what everyone's so big on just jumping on Ross to say, oh, he's just going to play his style of footy again. He's going to develop his game. He's come, he's now yeah. gone, he's gone from being a coach and a successful one, a very successful one to working in the media where you're still watching and talking footy and seeing how the game's developing and changing to now stepping in that role. You don't come back to coaching unless you want to be successful again. So he knows he's going to have to develop his coaching style. Um, and that's showing that he's now getting behind some of these young players and, um, and really encouraging them to, to succeed, which is great to see. And, yeah, just before we finish up, I'll give a shout-out to John Honey. I'm sorry, mate, no Carlton blokes in. I know you're a, a mad Carlton fan. We'll try and sneak a couple in throughout the year, mate. Thanks for listening in and thanks for subscribing. Fantastic. Mick, do you want to run through, for those who are watching on YouTube, you can cut right to the end of this episode if you want to see the team and hear less of us. But for those listening on Spotify uh, or any other uh, audio medium, I should say, do you want to run through your team just one more time really quickly? This is Mixed Pigs as of the 21st, 22nd of February, whenever this drops. That's right. So from the back line, Tommy Stewart, Nick Dacos, Elliot Yo, Jack Bowes, Nick Caulfield and Ginby on field with Wilmot and Constable on the bench. In my mids, Oliver Steele, Tom Green, Chad Warner, Tommy Mitchell, Jacob Hopper, Will Ashcroft, Will Phillips with... Baker, Chesser, and Richards from Collingwood on the bench. My rucks, a little bit light on, some might say, but I'm pretty happy with where this is sitting at the moment. Marshall, Bryn Tickle, and Nick Madden. And for my forwards, Dunkley, Rosie, Taranto, Cunnington, Marcus Winhager, who will go bigger than Dusty this year, Toby McLean, uh, Mattis, Philip Howe, and Drury from the Kangaroos. Beautiful. It's bringing you the cash, is it, Mick? Bringing you the cash? Uh, I'm hoping so, yeah. Yeah, putting in this research and, and giving the viewers what they want and knowing the inside information. Um, we've been pretty happy at the moment where we've been doing our research and, you know, the likes of Win Hager with Tickle, with Bowers, these sorts of players, you know, we've done the research, we've done the body of work, we put it out to the public two or three weeks ago and now the Herald Suns, The Age, are putting out news articles that are directly what we've been putting out to our viewers. So if there's any any greater compliment than, you know, your information being used by a major newspaper in town, then you know you're getting the, the right news and information here with us. I'm just disappointed I haven't uh, received any news from 7-Eleven for sponsorship yet. <laughs> I don't know what's going on there. <laughs> And on that note, I couldn't think of any better way than those last two comments to wrap up this episode. That's been Mixed Pigs Team Reveal. We move on, fellas. We'll be moving into our next episode, which will be revealing Justin's team. To everybody listening along, thank you so much. We appreciate everything you do, the support you give us. Make sure you hit us up at Molten Fantasy Sports on all your social platforms. We can't thank you enough for all the support we've been getting. This has been another episode of the Molten Fantasy Sport Podcast. Until next time, peace out. See ya. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. 
Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.